Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast. With the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Powered by Coldwell Banker Ford McMurray. We love YMM. Monday. I had to face an aspect of myself over the weekend. I had to learn something about myself. Now, what was going on with some spring cleaning had gotten the balcony on our apartment a little bit cluttered over the winter, for sure. And by a little, I am just protecting you from the fact that it was completely, completely overrun. Couldn't really use it at all. And we just wanted to get rid of some of the stuff. I mean, there was a a table out there, some chairs that didn't really fit because they were brought over from a previous location and they just got jammed in there and a few other odds and ends had piled up and it's just time to go. So, long story short, we got rid of a bunch of stuff. But the real thing that I had to face was seeing some of the bugs that were coming out of the stuff that hadn't been touched for a little bit here and, uh, you know, the wild had started to get into it. Managed to, uh, you know, not be scared at all by a couple of spiders that started moving around. And, you know, I was with my significant other and being like, yeah, hey, they watch over that spider. Don't worry, babe, I got you. <laughs> and then have to pick up one item in particular. And as I laid it back down out of the grasp of my hands, realizing that I was just clutching where there were spider egg sacs and <laughs> had a freak out moment, completely lost any cool points that I had accumulated or that I thought I had accumulated, out the window. So spiders? Fine. Spider egg sacs? Nope, 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 nope. Get it away. For those who have watched the first part of the Series 4, Stranger Things, there is some new characters being added into the mix, along with the cast from Hawkins. And one character in particular, Eddie Munson, so named, I think, for Eddie the Head from Iron Maiden, is also uh, a metalhead in all respects, well-rounded, wearing a Ronnie James Dio Dio patch on his jean jacket. And it turns out that very patch comes from the estate of Ronnie James Dio, directly from his widow, in fact. And (laughs) it's just really to authentically round out this character. They managed to get uh, this, uh, you know... Mail, you know, this parcel, this package sent over for them so they could really complete this authentic look. And without spoiling too much, Eddie does seem to wear the same thing a lot throughout the series. I'll let you explore and find out for yourself why. But uh, wearing that Ronnie James Dio patch does round things out and looks so cool. And I want it. Also, Kate Bush in the news because of Stranger Things. You already know that running up that hill is big in this season. It's involved very much. Again, watch it to find out why. But she's officially released a statement on her website now saying simply... It's all really exciting. (laughs) Well, specifically talking about how uh, the song is charting again all over the world, especially in the UK, where she is from. And she says, thanks to everyone who has supported the song. I wait with bated breath for the rest of the series in July. So do we all, Kate. So do we all. And ending off with some sad news, uh, the original bassist to play music with, to create music with, to tour with Bon Jovi, Alec John such has died he's passed away unfortunately um has been confirmed by the band uh he was inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame with his bandmates back in 2018 and was 70 years old with no public cause of death announced 
You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. It is a very important day on the calendar. Really was the start of the end of something huge. Of course, D-Day, World War II. It's been 78 years. And on the line with me this morning is the president of our local Royal Canadian Legion Branch 165, Pat Duggan. How are you doing today? Yourself. I'm doing fine today. Uh, I've always felt that this is a very important day, uh, you know, and Remembrance Day as well as a date on the calendar that just means so much to me. And there's so many amongst us who maybe they have got uh, military family history. What does this day mean to you? Well, obviously, but it's, uh, it's a massive milestone for when uh, quite the big turning point in World War II, which was our last true uh, global conflict, obviously. That, and it's also another time where Canada really came through as a nation militarily as well. It's a participation with the landings on Juno Beach. As June 6th comes by, veterans become top of mind once again and, you know, should be throughout the year, especially in the sense of taking care of veterans, which is something that the Legion does. Do you care to uh, you know, expand on that? Absolutely. Yeah. We give veterans whatever type of support we can, whether it be assistance with uh, any planned education they might have. If some of them are down their luck in regards to work opportunities and such, we can help out financially as well. And then just uh, simple camaraderie mental health support as well and getting them in contact with professional mental health support. And year-round, of course, an availability that is Absolutely. just here in the community and, uh, and you know, can always be accessed and always supported. And, uh, you know, I guess on just a personal note, I'm out of curiosity, uh, Pat, do you have military family history? I mean, did you have anybody who fought in World War II or might have been there on the beaches of Normandy? Actually, yeah, both my grandfathers uh, fought in World War II, or sorry, served in World War II. One served mostly in Canada, and the other one, uh, my other grandfather actually served mostly in Italy with them throughout Europe after the DDA landings. Incredible, incredible. The stories that they yeah. must have been able to share, and of course, I mean, maybe some stories they weren't comfortable sharing as well. <laughs> yeah. we got to mark this date on the calendar each and every year. The Legion is there, 365, every single day of the year. And uh, Pat, you and your team, you know, uh, available, right, if people have need. Absolutely. We're going to be modifying our hours. We're going to be announcing that coming up just for the summertime so things uh, slow down a fair bit. But uh, for veterans, all they have to do is simply call the branch number and we'll be able to get someone to reach out to them. Okay. Either through our service officer or one of our other members of the executive. Fantastic. Well, great to talk to you this morning. You too. Take care. Thanks for Thank the call. Thank you. Tuesday. Let's break down the logic of a moment then time that the internet seems to be just dissecting in every corner right now. If you hadn't seen, in Disneyland Paris, there is this video of a proposal. Everything seems to be going right, like the framing of the video of it with the magic castle in the background. It's just gorgeous, just gorgeous. They're dressed and they're all whites and they look like they've just had a fantastic time. But then, as he drops down to one knee to pop the question to make the proposal happen, a cast member wearing his Mickey ears and everything just races by uh, and grabs the ring out of the kneeling man's hands goes between the couple to let them know hey yeah that's fantastic don't do it here she said yes you want to maybe let this moment in time literal moment in time just play out so it could be nice and memorable and no no he takes the ring walks down the stairs and goes yeah it's great that she said yes this would be a much nicer place gesturing towards what is clearly not a much nicer place and the thing is that a lot of people are not reading through the article to find out he got his permission ahead of time he checked in on this stuff he didn't just jump over a fence disneyland paris as a whole has now given an apology and are now going to have to play catch up with their pr and try and make it right for this couple but still some people are saying there is logic in the fact that if they were in a restricted place 
then that's not great. Or if they're in a place where other people aren't allowed to go, then they just running into questions and problems of saying, oh, no, yeah, I know those people got to, but you don't anymore. No, sorry, you don't get to. And the other logic is that well, it's a beautiful moment in time and they're just going to go on their way and move on with their lives anyway. So just let it play out and let them vacate and then shoot off anybody who comes after the fact. The third piece of logic that people don't seem to be bringing up, though, there was a man on his knees holding up a ring saying, will you marry me? And this guy jumped in front of the girl and took the ring. I think that means that they're now engaged and he's got to go through with that. You got to think of the consequences of your actions. Yeah, Oilers elimination last night. Now the hunter becomes the actual hunter and plagues the remaining All-American teams. That's what I'd like to see the mascot do. Just absolutely harass them now as they try to focus on, well, uh, really, the Eastern Conference Final is still to be decided. Two more games at least because it is two to 2-1 as far as games won for the Rangers versus the Lightning. Another game tonight, the next on Thursday. Might be decided by then, might go to Game 7. We'll see. But we do know that it was over in four, only four for the Western Conference Finals for the Oilers. And I think that... My theory is that, if, and if you weren't watching, you might have still noticed when it went down, but when the scores tied up 4-4, four to four, I'm pretty sure that the air in Alberta just stopped moving for a moment as like a butterfly effect of the fact that every single person watching the game suddenly went, <gasps> and then held their breath. <laughs> like the hope, the hope was alive, even if it was just for the one win, so it wasn't a complete shutout in the series, but nonetheless... Canada is officially out. Canada's team, Canada's bandwagon team, no longer in the series, no longer in the fight. But very soon, before the month is done, we'll have a new champion hoisting Lord Stanley's cup above their heads. We'll just have to wait and see. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. We're just talking about kids being kids, being embarrassing. I mean, honestly, I don't think it is even that embarrassing. Some people seem to think so. The Kate Middleton clip of her at the uh, Platinum Jubilee with young Prince Louis. Literally shushing her, like holding his hand up to her mouth, being like, don't you tell me what my business is. She can tell you what your business is. She's your mom. But uh, yeah, I wanted to know, what is sometime a, a story, a, an account of when you've embarrassed your, been embarrassed by your kids, or maybe when you embarrassed your parents? Like, that's my story. Mom got married when I was younger. Uh, and, uh, you know, as maybe like three years old, four, maybe, a real young, real young kid, just learning language, and I'm sure that my parents just loved that fact, but uh, I was put into an outfit for that wedding that I did not appreciate. I did not have the uh, agency to dress myself. They stuffed me into that monkey suit, and I was not happy about it, and literally shouted out during the ceremony, I hate this stupid wedding. I mean, it was met with laughs, and it is a funny story that my mom gleefully tells now, but at the time, that's some rude stuff. That's some rude, rude stuff. I'm upset at younger me. Tim got in touch to say, not my child, and very, very clear to state, not my child, but my five-year-old grandson at the Edmonton International Airport standing at luggage carousel with a woman that had severe buck teeth. And the grandson turns to her and says, Hey, what's wrong with your teeth? Tim says he could have crawled into a hole. Hey, you know what? If you just crawl up onto that baggage carousel and wait to circle around to the chute, you could probably shimmy your way up there and avoid all the embarrassment.
Ringo Starr in the news because he just got a degree, an honorary degree, who he says accepting oh, the likes of which was a strange fairy tale. It's from the uh, Berkeley College of Music, and it was earlier this week where he got his honorary doctorate and gave an acceptance speech and even gave some drumming advice while he did it. The most hilarious drumming advice ever. He says, it's far out. I don't have a lot to say. The idea that I'm a doctor blows me away. And then to continue on talking about his drumming technique, he says, You know, I just hit them. That's all I do. I just hit the buggers, and it seems to be I hit them in the right place. Sage advice. Sage advice. Take that to heart and forever keep it with you. Uh, Unfortunately, we do have some sad news for our music headlines. Paul Vance has died. Paul Vance, known as a uh, a writer of some prolific singles from pop music in days gone by. Songs like Catch a Falling Star or perhaps better known Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. He was the songwriter behind that and several, several other songs, unfortunately, passing away at the age of 92. Wednesday. I did see a hot take on the internet that got me fired up hotter than it is going to be this afternoon, for sure. That is that people over 35 shouldn't attend music festivals because they are ruining the vibe without realizing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't appreciate this very much at all. People over 35 shouldn't attend music festivals to ruining the vibe without realizing it. What is this? Logan's Run? More like more like Brogan's run, probably. You can absolutely miss me with this opinion, especially since we are starving to go and watch some live music right now. I'm gonna have to go dance up the front. I'll get a bit old for the front. I'm turkey one. Good view, mate. That's what it feels like, I swear. In a story that we honestly probably should have just come out years ago, Apple is adding message editing and message unsending to the iMessage app on iPhones and other Apple devices. So it's unclear whether a history of message edits is going to be kept in the app. You know, like often you see that on social media, you'll be able to drop a, you know, click a drop down and see all of the history of any changes that have been made so you can see what the original message was. But it seems likely that there won't be a time limit on unsending messages. This is something that other organizations have employed, you know, like a five minute, a 10 minute to unsend your message or to return your email before it actually gets sent. But as long as it hasn't been seen yet, I think that you don't have a time limit, which is which is great for drunk texters, right? Drunk texters rejoice. When you can get up at 5 a.m. to pee and drink a metric ton of cold water, you can also see just how stupid you were acting the night before. Isn't that great? You can see how stupid you were acting, but they don't have to, right? They don't have to. That's the beauty here. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. It's time to dive into some music news headlines. The Who had an awkward interaction on stage. Uh, Now, they were in Tampa recently and asking for some suggestions from the audience. What would you like to hear? What's your request? Pete Townsend asked Roger Daltrey what song he wanted to play. Fan yelling out a certain request. Naked Eye was the song. Townsend saying, absolutely not, absolutely not, and actually made fun of the, the, the fan in the audience. However, 
Roger Daltrey just went ahead and said, yeah, we're going to play it. <laughs> just shut up. You're going to do this. You're actually going to have to. Yeah, Daltrey just smiling as a stagehand walks out with an acoustic guitar to make it actually happen. Pretty hilarious. Very awkward. Uh, meanwhile, Todd Rundgren and uh, the uh, King Crimson member, Adrian Ballou, are going to be taking part in a David Bowie tribute tour that actually kicks off throughout North America starting this autumn. Uh, now, they're going to be joined by a few other members of a couple of other bands, including Space Hog, Fishbone, and a few others uh, who are going to pay tribute with a 15-date tour to the late British not just musician, but late British icon. Brand new information coming from the Foo Fighters, as well as the Hawkins family. They're going to be tr presenting a pair of tribute concerts. This news just came out this morning, uh, and uh, they're going to be spanning the globe. Uh, well, really spanning two places in the globe. Wembley Stadium in London on September 3rd, and the Kia Forum in LA on the 27th. Tickets will be on sale for this June 17th, and it does appear, I've been trying to suss it out, but it does appear that these are going to be only in-person tickets. I don't know about any live streams, or perhaps they won't be live streamed, but then made available after the fact in some form, uh, you know, on demand. We will see. That is not the focus right now, just the announcement that uh, his sad passing on March 25th has been met with tributes from musicians and from fans across the world, and now it is going to be, you know, kind of distilled into a mega event times two from the Foo Fighters, as well as with the blessings of the Hawkins family. Very touching, very sad. If you're interested in maybe spending a boatload on not just the tickets, but getting yourself to one of these two locations, it is possible. You might have to fight for those tickets, but it is possible. Again, September 3rd in London, September 27th in L.A. Thursday. 83% of people in a recent study saying they would absolutely not tell family if they won a lottery. And uh, that is, like, regardless of the amount of the winnings. Just, nope, not going to do it. Now, in some places, the winners of lotteries are required to be public knowledge, which is an argument to be made so that it is uh, a transparent who is winning and that there is an actual winner, but also to be used for promotional purposes. They can sell more tickets to the next one. Uh, you know, I think that's dumb. It can be freely reported on. You cannot hide it from family necessarily. I think that's dumb. And I'm looking at you, Canada, because that is the rule here in Canada, or at least for all provincially based uh, lottery giveaways. Uh, family, honestly, might be the worst group to find out about a windfall of money. And we all know it. They've made movies and books and endless stories about it. And every time you do hear about a lottery, you also hear about somebody coming out of the woodworks being like, hey, by the way, Anita... Need a little bit of help, a little financial help. And, you know, not to say, if you're going to win the lottery, you shouldn't support the people that you care about in your life. I mean, do as you would, want to, right? Do as you would. Golden rule style. If you would like somebody in your life to maybe help you out when they win the lottery, then maybe, you know, consider returning the favor. But expectation, not such a good thing, which is why it's dumb. Canada, it's dumb. We shouldn't have to say anything about winning the lottery. Of course, that's coming from a guy that almost never buys a ticket, so I don't know if it's going to be anytime too soon. Interesting new product, taking the internet by storm. How many people are actually going to be getting their hands on it? It remains to be seen, but Velveeta cheese. You know it, you love it. The creamy processed deliciousness. That goes great on mac and cheese, honestly. Just uh, so good. They're making a nail polish. They're actually releasing a Velveeta cheese colored and scented nail polish. The focus absolutely seems to be on fingernails in the marketing. 
the photos, the videos, even the comments, people talking about getting their nails did, their 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 manicures. But you know someone is going to want to slap that on their toenails. Absolutely. The only problem with that that I can see is that if the cheese smell doesn't change, you know what I mean? If <laughs> it's like, hey, here, check it out. I got these Velveeta cheese uh, nail polish on my feet. Here, take a whiff. And you go, mm, it's no different. Still smells gross. Some people, let's admit it, some people already have Velveeta Fita. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Tenacious D at the forefront of things, thanks to a medley of songs by The Who, specifically songs that all happen to feature in the Tommy rock opera. And the reason for it, well, actually, the reason for it is just because they love The Who. They say they've been working on this medley for 20 years, and it's finally ready to be unleashed. Crank it. It's a humdinger. Enjoy. Here's just a taste of it. Nothing like him in any amusement hall. That deaf, dumb, and blind kid show up pay to me my- <laughs> Jack Black being Jack Black for sure. Kyle Gass, the one playing the pinball machine in the music video. But they are releasing a version of it in physical form, a seven-inch vinyl specifically, and proceeds from all of that, those sales of those, going to Every Town for Gun Safety, which is an organization that wants to find ways to make communities safer, introducing solutions to help end gun violence. So if you're interested in pre-ordering, it is already available. Blondie is in the news as well, the band, because they're releasing the very first box set ever of unheard recordings and remasterings. Uh, it's uh, it's called Blondie Against the Odds 1974 to 1982, giving you an idea of the range from the career of the band that it will be sampling from. The box set is going to be out via UMC on August 26th. And yeah, of course, pre-order already available. Friday. It uh, appears that we're getting a ton of Ghostbusters. Uh, we're getting, like, it's getting the Star Wars treatment, really, of late. You know, the Star Wars treatment, like, with Disney+. Plus. How suddenly there's just endless shows coming out, more movies being planned, more cartoons in the works. Same deal for the Ghostbusters. Let me do the rundown. Uh, June 8th is Ghostbusters Day, and for the longest time, that was just a day that fans were like, Yay! Cool! That's awesome! We'd celebrate a movie that came out on this day way back when, in 1984. But... As of this year, it now means, like, huge announcements. So earlier this month, we found out there's going to be a live-action sequel to the movie Afterlife. Eh, it's called Firehouse, so something tells me it's not going to be filmed out in the backyard of Alberta again, or at least not entirely, which is a bit of a bummer, because that was just super fun. But there's also going to be a, an animated Netflix show. There's going to be a feature-length animated uh, movie that's going to be coming out. There's a video game that was announced that's in the near future, and there's even going to be a VR training simulator in VR event spaces across the globe. (sighs) Actually, it does sound really cool to go to Ghostbusters Academy. I'm not going to lie, that sounds amazing, but this is a lot, all right? I ain't afraid of no ghosts, but I am afraid of missing out, and this is a lot to keep track of. Johnny Depp. (laughs) Yeah, he's actually going to be putting out an album with Jeff Beck. Most recently, he uh, appeared for a couple of surprise performances during Jeff Beck concerts, a couple of them in the row in the UK. Now they have announced that they will be uh, putting out an album together, simply titled 18, and with no details on exactly when to expect it, 
no pre-order just yet. We're not there. We're not at that level, though pre-orders are usually the first thing to come with big announcements like this. Stay tuned for more. Meanwhile, the Grammys have announced there's going to be some new awards for 2023, including one for Songwriter of the Year. There's going to be a special merit award given for Best Song for Social Change, as well as a few other uh, changes, uh, shifts in the categories as well. And that, of course, not going to be in effect anytime soon. It'll be a ways away before we actually see that put into effect. And Guns N' Roses have covered ACDC's Back in Black for the very first time ever. And there's a video online of it directly from Guns N' Roses uh, in Seville, where you can watch the entire concert, really, in parts. But part five, part five is the one that you want to get to, to check out the cover. This story's just too funny, okay? So the Angels in the MLB, uh, they, of course, have not been doing well. And, you know, they've got a history of that, but this time around, they're actually... We're at their franchise rock-bottom level of 13 consecutive losses. 13 in a row. Lucky 13 in a row. They even fired their manager, Madden, and they decided that they needed some help. They needed some heavy hitters. They needed the big guns, and they turned to Nickelback. <laughs> they did, yeah. And they decided that uh, in a game just on the 8th, that they would have every time one of their hitters got up to the plate, they'd have a walk-up song by Nickelback, each with their own individual track. So there was a lot of Nickelback played, a lot of representation for Canadian rock and roll right there. <laughs> Did it help them? No, it in fact did not. They were shut out, uh, one to nothing, so not by a huge margin, but that did make their 13 turn into a 14 beating their record of worst consecutive loss streak of franchise history again. So, it's not great. In other words, you could say that the Angels turned to Nickelback as their saviors, but were so very forsaken. Transmission over. One more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.